The views, ideas, and content of Wellseekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Wellseekers. Hey, it's Lucia, and welcome to Wellseekers, a show about changing and inspiring lives through game-changing conversations, stories, and solutions to form a better relationship with yourself and others in simple and real-life ways. Live life more happy, more healthy, and more well. Life is tough enough, and you don't have to do it alone. So join the Seekerhood right now here on Wellseekers. Hello and welcome to Well Seekers. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Lucia here with my podcast producer, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hello. We are so excited about today's show. Slightly different than a normal show in that we're not necessarily having a health expert on, although he is an expert in his own right. Our guest today is going to be Stacy Bear. And Stacy, he's amazing. I mean, just such an inspirational person. He's the founder of Adventure Not War, which the mission of Adventure Not War is to climb, ski, and really adventure in all the places where Stacy fought when he was in the United States Army. He fought, he cleaned up after war, and he was supposed to go to a few of these places that he now adventures in. And the reason that Stacy does this is to change the narrative, really, around his experience in these countries. Now, if, if you know me, you know I'm a big fan of words. I feel like words carry so much power and storytelling carries so much power. And even if you look at it from like a mental, emotional perspective, the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell each other mean so much. So I could tell you a story one way and then tell you a story the other way and the meaning behind that story changes. So Stacy has decided to take his own narrative in his own life into his own hands, having experienced, obviously, some of the side effects that happen during war. And I'll let Stacy talk about that more. But I'm not really sure if he would say he was diagnosed with PTSD, but he definitely suffered from some anxiety and depression when he came back, as a lot of veterans do. So what he did was really work to change his experience and to change those stories that he has been telling himself and then bring those images back to people through social media and through his new movie that was at the Tribeca Film Festival and is making its way around called Adventure Not War, an incredible film that you'll want to check out. So we're going to have Stacy on to tell us how he used visiting the countries that caused him so much devastation and that he experienced so much devastation in, how he went back to those places, formed a new story, a new relationship with himself, those countries, and has come out an inspiring, even more incredible version of himself, if that's possible, because he's a pretty incredible guy. Um, so Stacy Bear is going to be joining us next right here on Wellseekers. You're listening to Wellseekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. We're already friends, so let's make it official. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wellseekers. And we are back on Wellseekers. Joining us now is Stacy Bear, an army vet that after experiencing the wreckage of war and coming home and not feeling like himself, decided to do something about it and change his experience and narrative around the places that he fought in as an army vet and picked up after war. So in an effort to do that and have a more positive experience with the countries that he fought in, he created Adventure Not War. And Stacy is here to tell us a little bit more about that. Stacy, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thanks so much for having me. 
been uh, a lot of fun working with you all so far and uh, appreciate you all telling our story. Stacey, we were just talking about some of the side effects from being in war and torn countries and fighting overseas, PTSD. And I know that you experienced some things when you came home from overseas, but can you tell us a little bit about your experience, where you served and what it was like fighting overseas? Sure. So I had two tours with the U.S. Army. The first one was is the counterterrorism team chief at the United States National Intelligence Center in Sarajevo, in Bosnia, 2003 to 2004. And then I actually got out of the Army in 2004, and I was a civilian explosive ordnance disposal technician in Angola, which is just north of Namibia on the southwest coast of the continent of Africa, and then in Abkhazia, which is a little breakaway republic of the country of Georgia, so the Republic of Georgia, near Turkey, just below Russia. And then I was there and I got recalled back to Baghdad, where I was a civil affairs team chief. So my job was to go around Baghdad and the neighborhood that I was in, specifically Katamia, and to help establish democracy and peace in the area and engage the community and, and helping the community to empower the community to take their own direction. I had a really different experience, I think, in a lot of ways than what people might typically think of when they think about war, in that my job, especially in Baghdad, was to get the Iraqi people on our side, figure out how we could work together and be moving in the same direction. There were a lot of people in Baghdad who didn't want that to happen. And so we spent a lot of our time meeting a lot of great people in Baghdad, and some of our time fighting back against people in Baghdad who are upset with the U.S. presence there. And so I saw some combat and got blown up and I got shot at and I've had mortar rounds fall too close to my feet than I'd rather like, but it wasn't necessarily the late night kicking down doors type of work. So Stacey, you come back home and obviously being through those experiences, you've changed some. How did you change and how did it feel to come back to the States after everything you just described? Yeah, I mean, I often think about what Stacey Bear, who just came home, would think about what Stacey Bear today is talking about. I went to war in 2007, so I was 20, or 2006, so I was 28, 29 at the time. And when you're in the military, when you're in the Army, you're not doing things that a typical 28 or 29-year-old would be doing. And But part of your life at war vastly accelerates in your understanding of life and humanity because you see both the absolute worst things that humanity can do to each other and the absolute best things that humanity can do to each other in terms of camaraderie and commitment and engagement with people and how hard people work to save a life, how hard people work to, to accomplish a mission. And so on the one hand, you get these experiences in life. Most other people, it'll take 20, 30, 40, 50 years to see one or two of those experiences, let alone kind of the daily experiences that we had. But the flip side of that is you're also missing out on just regular life, right? Like, how do I cook? How do I grocery shop? How do I have a relationship? How do I talk to people who are different than me that aren't in uniform? How do I deal with spare time? So on the one hand, you mature super fast. And on the other hand, you don't have the same experiences as most people. And so you come home and it's a really hard fit. Sure, you emotionally mature, but you don't have the same social experiences or occupational experience and, you know, just because we're all about right. wellness here. Right. You're missing some of the dimensions to be a whole person, but you've advanced in some aspects of your life for sure. Right. Yeah. 
but you don't necessarily have a capacity to speak to people in your age group who haven't gone through those same experiences, or at least you don't think they've gone through similar experiences. And I think for me and spending time outside and you get to meet lots of different people and oftentimes in the outdoors, you just start talking about deeper experiences, right? As opposed to kind of the general small talk you might have if you run into somebody at a coffee shop. You realize after time that there's lots of people who have these deep emotional experiences, maybe traumas or profound experiences that aren't advertised or that aren't as broadly understood or talked about as the military experience either. So I do think we kind of create a wall there, but it is hard to, to figure out like, well, how do I do life? Like, how do I grocery shop? I broke down numerous times in grocery stores. And I remember when my wife and I, when we were still dating and we moved in together and we went to Target to get stuff, and I lost my mind. Mm. I was like, why are we trying to like, who gives a, you know, <laughs> right. who gives a crap about right. this towel or which towel we're trying to get. And these are things that, you know, are just like, they're not bad things to think about. Right? I mean, I remember blowing up at somebody because they, they couldn't meet me because they were going to a birthday party for, for their dog. And I was like, that just seems like the most inane, you know, asinine thing. I've just come back from war and I come back to a culture where we are having birthday parties for dogs now while people are suffering and dying around the world. Like, like, don't you care? Yeah. And that's a real feeling. But at the same time, it's like, yes, this person actually cares very deeply, but they're also trying to enjoy life and take time to enjoy the privileges that they have. And I think figuring out that balance and how do we think about now, like how do I think about my brothers and sisters who are still deployed? How do I think about what's happening in Syria, what's happening around the world? How do I balance that with the fact that I get to go home to a beautiful house with a beautiful partner and a beautiful child and talk to my little girl about how she got to go swimming and play in the park? You know, in the back of my head, I still think about what's happening in Syria, what's happening in Baghdad, what's happening to my friend's kids who no longer have a mother or a father or whose mothers or fathers are really struggling with significant physical or emotional or spiritual trauma. Why am I so lucky? And I think that's the hard part about coming home is trying to figure out how to balance those things. And when you first come home, I really struggle. And I think a lot of other veterans really struggle with figuring out how to balance that. But a lot of other veterans too are really successful in figuring out how to balance that and, and figuring out how to move forward and move forward quickly. And it's kind of the experience of reconciling the narrative that you lived overseas and the narrative that happens here, just culturally. And I know that part of the way that you did that was create adventure, not war. So could you tell us a little about that and how that helped you accomplish that and reconcile, create a new narrative and also create a bridge between the two? There you go. You summed it up. Uh, it's always <laughs> yeah. nice when, like, because I like, and really struggle. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. And we're done. Uh, I felt like I needed to go back and change my narrative or add on to my narrative for war and make sure that I had an opportunity to experience those places as a, as a tourist, as an adventurer, as somebody not in uniform. And in most of the places I was, I heard stories of beauty. I met beautiful people. And oftentimes got to glimpse that beauty firsthand, both from the landscape and and from a social cultural perspective. And so I wanted to go back and try and immerse myself with that. It started in 2015. I was lucky enough to literally run into Alex Honnold at an event and we got to talking. We had some mutual friends, Belgian filmmaker who was excited about going back to Angola and who had been emailing with, with Alex. We started talking about plans and he said, hey, Angola, like, let's make that happen. I want to do that. And so that launched the opportunity and, and I had been working with the North Base already a little bit and my job 
is to connect people in the outdoors. That's what I was doing at the time. And through a big military outdoors program, as well as youth outdoors and community outdoors through the Sierra Club, healing in the outdoors, co-founded a nonprofit called Veterans Expeditions with Nick Watson uh, before my time at the Sierra Club. So I had some experience in it. My little girl was born in 2016. And shortly after she was born, my partner, my wife said to me, when are you going back to Iraq? And that's what we wanted to do and, and go back and tell a story really for us. I mean, it started out quite selfishly, but then wanted to um, also share that story and felt like there was some power in sharing the story of that place and the people we met and our experience with, with our community here back in the States. And that's what we were able to do thanks to a lot of commitment and passion from different individuals and brands who really got behind the mission. And now we hope to be able to continue to do that in places like Afghanistan and Bosnia, former Soviet state of Georgia going back there. And, and I think, you know, really, Somewhat, unfortunately, the list of places we could go back to is is quite long. Yeah. But um, but I, I really want to focus first on the places where I had experience or my friends had experiences. Um, but also, you know, I think different this Iraq film that people get a chance to check out adventurenotwar.com. They can sign up for our email list, and, and we promise we won't spam you or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, people can see the short seven minute version of Adventure Not War, the the long of the ski Iraq. The longer version is currently in film festivals and you can check out some different film festivals and yeah. we'll be going on tour, I think with five point mountain film as well. We'll definitely put a link up as well, Stacy. And I think that one yeah. of, one of the things that you were just talking about that is so interesting about adventure, not war. And even the film is there are some, there are groups that, you know, will take people back and you have gone back right with other people and mm-hmm. other veterans and non-veterans to, to explore this new narrative and all that these countries actually have to offer the beauty and the adventure like you talk about and the film demonstrates so well. But there's also so much power in sharing this because you can't take every veteran back. You can't expose everyone to a new narrative by actually physically bringing them there. But simply through the power of film and simply through the power of storytelling, you can help them reshape their narrative and and look at these countries from such a different perspective and not just veterans, but people that are not veterans and just have, you know, perceptions of these countries. Is that a goal that you started with or was it something that it evolved into more? Yeah, that, it definitely evolved into that. Okay. And I mean, I, and I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fairly selfish project, right? Uh, right? To go back, but I mean, and we knew there was a powerful story there, but I don't think we realized the impact that we were going to have. And I think that's, great, right? I mean, I think you got to go into things with, with realistic and kind of low expectations and say, we're going to do this. And, and really, I think when we made the film and when we went back, we thought, you know, we want to make a film that our friends and in our community and the veteran community and the veteran supporting community are going to be proud of. And, and that we want to do something that they could relate to. And I think when you really focus on that, then sometimes you hit on a larger universal chord. And we've been really lucky to do that. For Afghanistan, for example, if and when we go back there, we want to do a little bit more storytelling about the people we meet, right? The people who are doing the things we love to do there, the skiing culture, the biking culture, the rock climbing culture, and and hopefully help bridge even further people understanding what those things look like and that, and really diving in with like, oh, wow, like I can relate to that person because I love the mountain and they love the mountain bike. And, and that was what we really found in Iraq was so strongly, just like how strong of a mountain culture there was in and around the village of Shaman where, where we kind of base camped out of. And um, we met Peshmerga, their militia, their soldiers and everything. And so that like connection that we had both been in combat, there was a quick connection with that, 
but we spent more time talking about and sharing mountain stories and stories of the mountains and adventure stories and climbing stories than we did war stories. I think that speaks really loudly to who we are as people, right? I mean, thousands of miles separation, pretty vast cultural differences in a lot of ways. And then we're both laughing about being a young man in the mountains and having those shared experiences. Like we might know each other because we're warriors, but we're friends because the mountains are what really bind us. Stacey, what do you hope other people learn from this project? I know we, you know, you've obviously taken away a new narrative and changed your experience with all these countries. What do you hope people do get from this? I know I sort of summarized what I thought you hoped, but um, in your own words. What I really want people to understand from this is the human aspect. I want people to recognize that we are all in this together. Like we're all, we're all on this here together. Most people are trying to get through the day and do the same things that we are. And People are people, and most of most people are good, and they're like you and I, and um, they want to do the same things we do. And there's a reason national parks and public lands are so popular here in this country, and it's the same thing in Iraq. Right? People want to get out and experience beauty and see the land and feel their connection to country. I hope people realize when we go to war that, yeah, there's bad things that might be happening that we're trying to stop, but there's still a much larger landscape and a much larger group of people who are like us and are and want the same things we do and share the same joys and goals and hopes and sorrows in life that we do. And I hope people, and, and, and the other thing is I hope people travel. Like I hope people watch this and say, you know what? Like I want to meet my neighbor. I want to get to know them and I want to get... Um, I want to go to the next county or the next state or the next city or travel internationally to see what they're like and learn more. And I think it's really easy to get so caught up in what we're staring at and reading all the time and forget that when we read about a place, whether it's in the States or elsewhere, there's real people behind those stories. And I hope people go out and find time to meet more real people, whether it's in their neighborhood or their hometown or across the globe. Just one more quick question before we let you go, Stacey. What does the outdoors mean to you? You talked about mountain culture, and it is such a thriving culture in so many places, so many countries and communities. What does it mean to you, and and how powerful is it for you to be in the outdoors, regardless of the country? Yeah, I mean, and I kind of use mountains as a catch-all for time outdoors. I grew up in East South Dakota. There's not a lot of mountains there, but, um, you know, it's my connection to a higher power. And the more I've gotten into it, the more I've learned about just the power of the outdoors from a sacred perspective, right? I mean, Jesus has the Sermon on the Mount. Moses finds the Ten Commandments on top of a mountain. Muhammad spends 40 days in caves in the wilderness before he starts his mission. I live in Utah now. You know, Joseph Smith found the Golden Plates out in a public forest. So it's a connection to sacred. It's a connection to joy. It's a connection to awe. It's where I go to reflect. It's where I go to celebrate. It's where I go to mourn. And ultimately, it's really where I go to connect with myself and with my family. And, and so for me, it's really become a pretty powerful place. And I, I don't think it's a fantasy for everything, but I think spending time outdoors for me is really, and, and for other people, I get to witness this pretty routinely as a foundation for a good, long, healthy life where we're not just trying to survive, but where we're actually kind of thriving. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I look forward to, I, I always look forward to getting out. It's a, it's a pretty great experience. It is. And if you guys want to learn more about Stacy and about the film and Adventure Not War in general, make sure you check out 
his website, adventurenotwar.com, and just check out the film too. Incredibly powerful stuff and a powerful mission. Stacy, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. And we'll be right back on Well Seekers. Like this podcast? There's lots more where this came from. Find more shows at wellseekers.com. We want you to join the conversation. Email us at hello at wellseekers.com. Welcome back to Well Seekers, and thanks so much to Stacey Bear for joining us. I just love Stacey. So powerful. Yeah, such a powerful, inspirational man. Thank you, Stacey, for all that you do and all that you do to bring back your experiences to vets. And one of the things I love about it is that if you can't go back to those countries yourself, Stacey is forming that new narrative for you. So make sure you follow him. We'll put all his links to social media in the description for this podcast. So make sure to check it out. You can also check out the film Adventure Not War and more details on all of it at adventurenotwar.com. So check that out. And I just wanted to say before we go, there was so, so much good stuff that Stacy talked about with his program and connecting and some of the challenges that veterans go to. Besides saying thank you to all the veterans out there that have served and their families, I want to say if you are struggling or you know someone that's struggling or a veteran that needs some help, there are so many great organizations out there like Adventure Not War and a whole list of others. You know what? I may just put those on our site, actually. Yeah. That would be, be, yeah, there's a handful that I know of. So we'll do a blog post. We'll do a blog post for everyone out there. So if you're looking for resources or places to turn, if you are struggling, make sure you check those out because you're definitely not alone. I have a feeling from what Stacy said and from the people that I know that are veterans that sometimes you get back and you're so isolated because you're out of that camaraderie, but you are not alone. And there's people out there that are facing the same things you are. So make sure you check out that blog post. We'll probably post it tomorrow. Thank you, Stacy, for that. And to all the veterans out there, thank you so much for your service. And we will talk to you next time right here on Well Seekers. If you have any story ideas, questions, or comments, make sure to email us at hello at wellseekers.com. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Check out more videos, blogs, and podcasts at wellseekers.com.